Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Artifacts. I had the pleasure of seeing Artifacts at Tiki Stick. This band's positivity is moving. I knew I had to interview this Ohio band with a huge upside. I caught up with Bash, and here is our interview. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Thanks for having me, dude. I really appreciate it. You wanting to actually like do this. That's very cool. Well, I was very impressed by your set at Tiki Stick, and I love the message that you're giving out, and I think it's great what you're doing. Thank you, dude. I uh, kind of got to write positives, or at least the kind of a music uh, that will make you connect and feel sympathize with even, you know, and empathize with, and I don't know, I, I've seen it coming, I reckon, I've always needed it, I've never found a way to make it palatable, the things I want to say, and, and what's happened to me, and around me, and what I've done, and seen people do, and like, you know, what my life's been, mm-hmm. these guys, uh, with this rock music, it's just, I can, they really helped me find a way to, like I said, make my lyrics, my content palatable. And I still get to release what I need to release. And uh, there's high energy as well. So when I'm on stage, it's like jumping around. Maybe not necessarily at TV stick because my foot was really messed up. But I still did some jumping. And uh, I just, I, I really enjoy it too. And it's really nice to see and hear relate to what we're trying to get across you know it's just just be okay you know it's okay you know mm-hmm. that kind of strengths that you don't really we're, we're pretty down to earth people so like the music isn't all about sex drugs and rock and roll necessarily man we're we love this music too we listen to music like this and I mean, I, we love, you know, there's country and there's hip hop, dude, all that stuff. I feel all of it. I really, really like country. It might actually be my favorite genre. I've been figuring that out the past few months. Uh, and I never realized that. I just, every time I, it just reminds me of home, man. Mm-hmm. I love that. But uh, the way that. I don't know, we get the message across as well is pretty organic. I mean, I talk to everybody. We talk to everybody. I, I comment when someone comments on our stuff. I, I say hello. I message people. I Every time I'm selling a ticket in Messenger, it's not a copy and paste, not a single time. You'll never find every, – every, every message is uh, unique. I use your name. I say hello. How have you been? When the last time? Are you interested? No? Well, then I'll see you next time. Uh, here's our next one or – uh, you know, I invite people over to the house for cookouts, and we're not like, I don't think we'll ever be, you know, the rock star mindset, really. It's just not in us to be like that, I don't think, to hide. And I mean, I, I have this anxiety situation where I walk away, but I don't stay away the whole show until our set, man. I'm in, I'm watching shows, I'm at merch tables, I'm up front. I'm beside, I love going beside the stage and just placing my hand on it when other bands are playing. I love feeling it. Mm. shaking. There's life on that stage. I sure. I love it. 
also wanted to ask you if you could talk to me about the song Hollow. Hollow, absolutely. Um, well, uh, that's our first song under the new uh, kind of recipe or formula. We don't really talk about it, uh, but we had a there's a guy I started this project with. I mean, he started it with me, really. Uh, we just got, I reckon everything got heavy, and from what I understand, he's much happier mind space now but there was a lot of friction uh, and this is our new like formula we actually wrote this together he used to send me instrumentals I'd write lyrics we'd come up with a bridge together teach it to the guys uh, but I mean Kagan wrote the guitar Makoto wrote the guitar Steven wrote the bass Tim wrote the drums I wrote the lyrics and it was all here in my basement Wow. Yeah, song done in, I don't know, 10 minutes. All that was left was for me to, you know, finish the lyrics because I was, uh, I did the first verse and the chorus and I just kept repeating the first verse because just to get through so I could still perform with them while they were writing and everything. It was, it was a lot of fun and the lyrical content is pretty dark, kind of. But I get, again, with that high energy rock music, man, not so sad and makes you, you know, feel funny. Not like, uh, there, I mean, there's a band, Smile and Be Soul. It's my, one of my idols, man. I, my early songwriting came from them. And uh, I love that emotional stuff and not just emotional, but uh, specific details every once in a while. And I don't know, with, uh, with Kagan and Lakota, especially Tim just keeping it up beat like he doesn't really cut it in half very often but with hollow man that sh that opens up and we got a song that we just shot a music video for this weekend called Scoop coming up that's really awesome too we're going to be revealing it we played it a few times live but no one's really heard it except for live so we'd like to get ear holes or Come see us at the King of Clubs September 29th. The headlining was pretty dope. Hollow is, uh, it's, I talk about clouds are always around me, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I close my eyes a lot of times. Like, you're supposed to, I've learned you're supposed to let the clouds come. The storms will come and they will pass and the sun will shine again. It's inevitable. It's not going to stop. Right. But lately when those clouds come, <clears throat> I just want to, you know, I don't want anything to do with them. So, um, so I cover my eyes. You know, I, I get drunk and, uh, I don't deal with things the healthy way. And, um, I used to, and I'm, I'm talking about the past few months here specifically. I'm learning again to stand up and, uh, and sharpen the edge. It's time to clean up. I got things we're trying to do, and my guys need me, and my daughter needs me. I had kind of an epiphany the past couple weeks, and uh, I think it's time to clean up again, you know. Hollow is about me feeling that 
that emptiness, like what? I mean, there's literally a line in there. I say, uh, I'm scared that one day I'll wake up and see that I'm a goner. Will my daughter ever understand why her daddy died? <clears throat> and after Tiki Stick, man, literally that night, it's just a situation that happened that I cannot stop thinking about. And I was alone in my car, and I'm like, I need, I need to just, I need to be around people. I need to stop this. I'm being too, I'm secluding myself from society because I feel like I'm a threat and that I can, but I'm not going to hurt anybody, but I just feel like I'm paranoid. I don't, I don't ask questions and communication is key for me. So if I'm not asking the questions, I really need people to reach out and tell me that I'm doing good. You're all right. And no, nothing's wrong. What do you mean? And oh, no, I just slept in or, you know, I fuck, I obsess over it. I've, I've dealt with it my whole life. And now that I have all these connections and people that care about me and this wonderful band and group of dudes and a family and a house and I just, uh, I guess I'm just, I'm scared that it's not real and that it's going to be taken from me, like, or, or just walk away, like, like my whole life, you know? Well, I can tell you it's very real and your talent is very real. Um, I've, uh, as you know, I was at Tiki Stick and, uh, I can honestly tell you, um, I was honestly most impressed with your band. Very much, dude. I lo- I love uh, was it Titans in Time? They were so yeah. Good. They were so good. And Breathing Theory, of course. Man, when they come around, that dude, the fucking when they came out of the woodworks, it was crazy. When Breathing Theory hit the stage, dude, every it was sixty people in front of the stage. I was like, whoa, where did the hell did all these? People? It was nuts, dude. It was so cool. Yes, and uh, thank you. And uh, you know what I one thing I learned from going to Tiki Stick is the wealth of talent that is in Ohio. There is so much talent here. Yeah, I've had a, a good fortune to share the stage with many of us. And, and not to sound like egotistical, I'm swarming humble. It makes me so happy to see friends on stages with other friends or I get to be on the stage with them again or I mean I have people that invite me to their house and I invite them to mine that they probably don't do that we don't do that to everyone man and it's it's cool to have like that almost behind the scenes like we're all just goobers (laughs) you know we're trying to you know put a quarter in my cup kind of deal you know, we're just dancing monkeys, dog. We're not as serious as it looks on stage a lot of times. We're fucking joking with each other or pulling pranks. And I mean, you should see our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and you spoke about a new song that's in the works. And uh, of course, all those together. I wanted to know will there be an upcoming album? to even re-record our EP because we have new stuff that we play live. Like, it's, it doesn't even really sound the same because with Kagan's tapping and and the, such deep chords, like, using, like, uh, A standard or drop A and stuff, 
and we're playing a song in A. Mm-hmm. When he opens that up, oh, it's fucking, it just adds so much depth to the sound. So I we have all that around, re-recording that, and then uh, recording these few that Brandon ended up uh, keeping. Uh, so we have to redo them, and then actually putting out like a, a full-length album. But for right now, I mean, it seems, I mean, even uh, logistically, uh, and I mean, the way to do it is just one at a time to trickle and we don't want to build up all this material and, and be silent. We need to just keep putting things out. We wanted to do once a month. We went from playing shows every week almost to, uh, almost none. Like we have like one a month maybe, and we're just building content, but we have to, we have, we're still trying to find a way to move that momentum from show to show to show to show to song to song to song to song. We wanted to put out one song per month, and right now we're doing it at about one song per three months. And we just got to find a way to move that momentum to this side. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never really written like we play shows with that kind of, like I keep saying, momentum. We just got to. And we are figuring it out. I mean, we have another one called Move After Stoop that I'm pretty sure we're about to crank out and uh, a couple other instrumentals. And also we have Pipe Dream, Escape, Serotoxin. We got a few songs that aren't recorded yet because we don't have the masters. We have to redo them uh, that we play live anyway because they're fun. I mean, they've been playing them. You know, it's... Right. So we have people singing songs that aren't out. They only know them because they see them live with us. It's so cool. I wanted to ask you about the name artifacts. When I first heard the name, I was looking for uh, four guys to roll out on wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, could you tell me how you came up with the name? I didn't come up with the name. Brandon Thompson did. He uh, so he, he back in two thousand. This is all what he's told me. It's all kind of collective because uh, I didn't know him back then. In twenty thirteen, he started this Facebook page artifacts with an X and uh, he was trying to build a band uh, but he you know it takes a while and it ended up he just started recording people you know and uh, and then he would do covers he paid me to do four covers uh, for his uh, like YouTube channel for artifacts the YouTube mm-hmm. uh, we did a Lincoln Park we did the kill by 36 uh, seconds to Mars we did there's a place called Ocean Avenue uh, by uh, Yellow Card. Uh, <clears throat> there's another one I can never. Oh, Black Parade. We did the Black Parade. Mm. I might come up a romance. Uh, but the only one that's up there is uh, Ocean Avenue and the uh, Lincoln Park's Given Up. I'm about to actually release my own version of Given Up in a way that I think really needed people to hear. It, but like I said, sometimes you got to make things palatable. So. You rock it up a little bit and you scream a bunch. But if you read those lyrics, man, you really, really want it out. Artifacts, uh, as far as the name, man, that's just Brandon. Uh, after we recorded those few songs, uh, he ended up sending me an instrumental, which later became Artifacts' first song. It's the only song my dad ever got to hear. It's called I Won't Fall. And he sent me a two-minute clip. I wrote the verse chorus, second verse, and then uh, we came together to do it, uh, and while we were sitting together, we wrote and 
recorded the bridge. I said, take, take my voice, take my, I won't fall in like, throw it through like a tunnel or like a wood chipper tunnel like or something. Mm-hmm. And, then he found, and then he found this program and that's the bridge, dude. I won't fall. Like it fucking cuts all around. It's so, so cool. And uh, dude, he's, he's really good. He's really good. Um, that was kind of how it started. We wrote, a, we did another one. Next one we did was about two years later was pull through and it was I wrote that to my family about my father's passing. We found people to play it live and uh, Brandon was gonna play drums but his job and his family he just he really couldn't do it and uh, I don't know he has priorities and that's fucking all right dude he's running a warehouse. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we found Tim to play the drums, Troy Carter. He'll be making an appearance uh, at the merch table on September 24th, the King of Clubs. Um, we uh, had him, uh, and then later on, you know, he's, he's going back to school. He's got his two kids and his wife and uh, college classes and stuff. Actually, I think he's finishing up another master's right now, or, or just like a week ago, he just did. So uh, that's when uh, Kagan came in. Then Lakota came in, and those guys just mesh, bro. They are they're fluid together. A great addition to this project, man. I couldn't be more happy. And I wanted to ask you um, if you could speak on the story of how this all came to be, because uh, I uh, read in your bio about all the how everyone had to change positions at different times. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I wanted to know if you could talk to everyone about that. Yeah, dude. So, like I said, Brandon was playing drums as well as recording and writing and mastering everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, Troy, he bought a bass rig. <laughs> it's in my basement right now. And uh, he bought an Ibanez, a five string, and uh, all these, all this stuff, and because we couldn't, we couldn't find a, a a bassist, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll play the guitar. I'll try and do my, you know, we'll, you know, I can play and sing, but I didn't want to. I wanted to just be wireless and run around. So I think make do. Well, then Stephen freed up and said he was willing to play. So I was like, "Hey Troy, would you mind playing guitar now?" <laughs> 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 so it's like we had like two practices with Brandon on drums and Troy on bass and then we get Tim on drums and Steven on bass Troy moves the guitar I get to free up my hands and uh, and it took off that's pretty fucking that's funny I did yeah. <laughs> yeah we got a he's actually coming over this evening hopefully uh, so we can update the website with a bunch of stuff because it says we still have tickets for saliva <laughs> and that was in October of last year I'm like what the hell <laughs> yeah I saw that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we gotta, we gotta do some cleaning up like I said man we were playing a lot of shows and this is not so fucking easy this is this is I'm, we are so happy and lucky to be self-sustaining our merch on these people and these shows they they, they help sustain what's going on we don't really have to pay out of pocket for almost anything, uh, which is very, that's a lot of stress off of us. But I mean, we got to run Twitters and Facebook and 
Instagram. Luckily, we can kind of bundle those three together. But also, there's YouTube, and we have to. I mean, we use DistroKid to distribute music. We're gonna make sure our stuff gets to iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and Apple Music and SoundCloud, just wherever. There's Deezer now, I guess. There's, yeah. Dude, there's so much stuff, and to keep up, when we were playing shows all the time, dude, we really fell behind, and we're about to. Like I said, we've been slowing down. We're working on the content. We're about to have a more consistent. Uh, digital, online, and social uh, presence. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Social media presence. We're uh, we're we're figuring it out, man. It's really hard. It's really hard. We're doing this all ourselves. We don't have anybody. No one records our music. We don't go anywhere. Like Kagan does it now. He spent a week of not sleeping, figuring out what everything means on his program, so he could master our music. Wow. Hollow, that master, that beefy sound, that's all him. That's Kagan, dude. Kagan King. That that kid, talk about talent, man. I we I love that guy so much. I've it's been a while since I've met someone that can match or even exceed my drive, especially lately. Cause I am just I get down in the fields, man. And here comes the cold and gray days. Like, so I've really been leaning towards him, trying to steal some of his flame so I can keep lit. Cause I'm, I don't know if I'm burning out. I don't know if this is burnout. What this, what it is that I'm going through right now. But dude, everything is so heavy, and I just, I need a break, and I can't take a break. It's, that's not an option. You gotta. Just work through this, man. I, I think I've been here before, and I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we all go through that. I mean, there's times where, you know, as much as I love what I do, you know, as far as this podcast, um, there are times where I have a 2 o'clock interview, and I'll write up my questions, and maybe roll out of bed at a quarter till and do the interview. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hear you. I've, uh, I've been, uh, well, let's just say I haven't, I haven't been as professional as I've always been with my performing here lately, and I tell you what, I'm, I can only get stronger. I know that, and I'm about, I'm about to be something to deal with. I tell you. I know how sharp I can be. I know what I can be and where I'm going and what, the rear view mirror is small for a reason, but goddamn, you gotta look in that thing every once in a while. Sure. See where you've been from. A lot of stuff you can't even see. So far back. Love it. It's I'm 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 excited to see what's what's gonna happen next. I think next year next year we'll be buying a bus and moving. Like taking weeks, two weeks to go on the road, have a budget. And we have an agent now at TK Booking. Uh, it's, it's so good. She is so, like, she gets it, man. She really gets it. And it's, it's so healthy for me to have somebody close to me like that, not just working for me necessarily or us, but I mean, like, just to have that kind of mindset close to me and see what it's supposed to be because that's good for me too. I can be like, oh shit, 
time away from the band, they are definitely coming up first. When in my off time, whenever I get a hair up my ass, bro, I, I go and do something for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's a little two-minute instrumental of me jamming uh, and showing off the skateboards that I make, or a cover or another original of mine, like, just kind of trying to keep moving. If I'm not consistent, at least we are consistent, and I'm kind of moving forward too, you know? Gotta stay alive and keep moving. Gotta stay busy, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I also wanted to ask you if you could speak to me about the experience at Tiki Stick and what it means to you. Control. I, uh, was there last year? I wore my bracelet from last year on stage with the one from this year. Last year was a wonderful time. This year I actually learned something. And I think that means more to me than the show itself. I, uh, control. That's all. One word. That's all. If I can sum it all up. Mm-hmm. And, and what I got from that. Control. It was such a wonderful experience seeing everybody out there having a good time. And I love festivals. And that was like. That was the exact experience that you would look for. I mean, there were tents, there was food trucks, there were smiles, and it was it was very, very much needed. I had an epiphany. I also wanted to ask you if you could speak of your journey and how you got into music. I think it started with my name, man. My dad named me Sebastian Schock. My middle name was almost Axel. Like, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, my middle name is Alan. It was going to be Axel. Instead, he named me after his dad, my grandfather. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Sebastian Schock, man. It's a uh, stage name right there. People ask me if it's a gimmick, if it's a... I say, no, dude, there is a social security number attached to that. That is on my birth certificate. Couldn't ask for a cooler fucking name. No, absolutely not. Dude, I've met some people. That... <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I have Youth Gone Wild tattooed on my forearm. After my dad passed, I uh, had the opportunity, uh, thanks to John from Bravo Artists, to uh, hang out side stage while Skid Row, well, Sebastian Bach played there at the Scully's Music Diner, and then I got to go on his bus for the meet and greet. And he he actually let everybody, you know, he would hang out and talk, and then they'd sign and take a picture, and then he'd walk off the bus, and he waited for me to be last, so it was quiet in there, hung out, he gave me a hug. Then I met my idol. He gave me a hug. Whoever said, don't meet your heroes, Maybe, but I'll tell you what, I wish I could thank him for that because I was not in a good place and I brought my dad's ashes with me and signed the underside lid of the box and my dad made this plaque when he was 14 or 15 uh, after I was born and uh, it said, 
sun will rise again, the earth will turn to sand. Creation's colors seem to fade to gray. It was, uh, it was Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's etched into it. And he signed the back of that. And I said, sign it to my dad, and he did. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of some full circle shit right there. Absolutely. I'm really glad I just reminded myself of it because I'm reliving that moment right now. And uh, you mentioned about skateboards. Um, yes, sir. I wanted to ask you, um, I was going to ask you about your hobbies. Do you skateboard? Oh, dude, I skate as much as I can. My ankle's fucked up right now. I shouldn't look this small. I shouldn't be skating on it, but I cold is coming dude i felt it a tiki stick and i was like no right <laughs> i gotta get out there so i'm not going as hard right now but i am doing some pretty crazy shit i shouldn't be doing i uh i'm dropping in on like 11 foot ramps and stuff and launching out of them and i, I skate skate i wear a helmet wrist guards knee pads elbow pads i'm about to get this underwear that has a butt bone uh pad and some thigh pads and stuff and when i land on my ass because i slide out a lot mm-hmm. not a lot but like when you're bailing you don't want to slam and the ramps are generally smooth unless you're at Grove City. So uh, you can kind of put your arm up and slide out. Um, dude, I love skateboarding. It's like my only other thing I got going on. I used to, uh, I was in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai and kickboxing and stuff like that. But uh, I started hurting my hands and my grandpa talked me out of it. He said that, he said, you think your hands hurt now? <laughs> and I was just like a year in or something. I'm like, I can't, I'm making G chords and like hardly moving my fingers from the D chord like I can't my hands are really hurting and I'm so happy that that went away he said if you if you want to play music you better stop it so I stopped it I also want to ask you if you could pick your proudest moment so far as an artist what would it be <laughs> alright so when we were writing Uh, I'll be playing it in the car and stuff. Uh, One time, my daughter was in the car, and uh, and I'm playing it because I've got to keep it in the mind, and I have lyrics to it by then. And I remember her, Prove to everyone, to everything you dream. I looked back, and she was screaming those words. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, yeah, I'm going to prove to everyone. Like, look, I, I felt so, so happy. She's back there singing my words that it meant more to me than anybody else. Sure. I, I think she might end up being my uh, number one fan. And I also wanted to ask you, what's the best advice you've been given along your journey?
not clapping for my songs, not even looking at me. My jukebox player, back to back. Dude, 10 or 10,000. There's one person. There's always one person. They might not clap, but there's someone listening to a certain thing you did. They liked it or they felt it. 10 or 10,000. It doesn't matter if there's 10 people or 10,000 people. They, they deserve a show. Are you doing? Are you showing up to work or not? Right. You know what I mean? You know, go to McDonald's but not give people fries? You know, or not wrap their sandwiches? Or forget the meat? You get the fuck up. You dress up and you show up. You do your job. You entertain those folks. If you're going to be an entertainer, be an entertainer. I'm struggling with this right now, man. Right now. I don't know what. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I know that while I'm doing it, you're getting it. Whether it's free, whether we make any merch, I'm not here to just fill my time. Right. This is a passion of mine. This is my life, and it is the only outlet. It's the only fun that I really get to have. It's my only outlet. I stomp on those fucking stages. I jump high as shit. I hit higher notes than I'm supposed to. I scream lines instead of sing them sometimes. Just because I know this is the last song and I'm about to get off the stage. So here's everything. And I don't know. Somebody needs that. Somebody needs that. Sure, absolutely. Get up, dress up, show up. Do your job. Be an entertainer. Be a machine operator. Be a you know landscaping, a manager, district, all, all of it. Be a producer. Be what you are. And stop pussyfooting around. Because you you could be adding weight to something that's gonna if you have like a, a busted wheel, you could end up being a non existent wheel. Like don't do that. Be what you are, man. If you don't know, ask. That's what I'm learning. Ask people. Because they will remind you. And I also wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get merchandise from the band? Well, we have a website that you can go to. Weartifacts.com. Um, most of, like I said, most of it's not updated. Hasn't been for a minute, but all of the merch is still there. That section is up to date, and it's fine. You can order. But uh, here lately, uh, we, were, we were contemplating mailing merch out, and then I, I actually got a message a few weeks ago of somebody wanting two shirts, two tie-dye shirts, but they're in Pennsylvania. And I thought, you know what? We figure out what about this is gonna be. And she paid for the two shirts, and uh, the extra money she sent for shipping, I actually threw in some extra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we uh, kind of hooked her up, and she was our, her name's Amanda, I don't think I should say much else, but she was our first um, mail-out order, and I think... If anybody would like merch, man, just contact me. Sebastian, it's I-O-N, shop. Or just message the band. It go, it all goes to my phone. And uh, I'll talk to you. I'll give you a tracking number so you can track it after I ship it. 
your USPS and you'll, you know, you'll be able to watch it come to your door day by day. I'm actually loving that I can't, I have a receipt and it made me so happy. I mailed out merch to my band. I've never done that. And uh, we put it up there. I told them, I said, hey boys, we just mailed out our first batch of merch. <laughs> That's right. It was, they were all happy. It's fucking cool, man. Definitely looking forward to do more of that. It's, it's more personal. And uh, I'd like to, with a little more heads up, be able to get something uh, for everybody that orders, that signs, some kind of just card or something that's thank you. But it's all handwritten. I don't like to, you know, sorry, I like to uh, personalize everything. Like I don't want a card that's already says, stuff on it. I'm going to write, hey, Bill, thanks for digging us in Kentucky. Uh, see you at the next one. And then all of our signatures, you know? Right. Hey, John. Hey, Becky. Hey. Uh, uh, hope your kid made it through, you know, the graduation. I know he said he was nervous or just whatever. I'm telling you, dude, I'm very organic when I reach out to people and talk to people. Everybody, no one gets a copy and paste, man. Nobody. And lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans. What would that be? To my fans. To specific to your fans. Oh, fans! Thank you. Um, I think I'm alive because of you. And I'm not Metallica. I'm not James Dean, I'm not, I don't have thousands and thousands of people that care enough to buy or talk or even talk shit or make up rumors, I, but this small thing that is a thing means so much to me, and I love you guys. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Okay. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.